Hey, it is Brian. Before we get started with today's episode, a quick update for you from the team here at the Brian and Janelle podcast. We are all super excited about celebrating Thanksgiving, eating lots of food, celebrating Jesus' birthday on Christmas, looking forward to the new year. And with that in mind and all the busyness of the holidays, we're going to hit pause on releasing new episodes for the next few weeks. So this is a great chance for you to get caught up on missed episodes in our archives, sift through there, take a listen. Otherwise, of course, check out my podcast series, The Grandfather Effect, over the holidays. But nonetheless, be watching for brand new podcast episodes from Brian and Janelle to be coming out in January 2023. Okay? See you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Hey, Mom, why doesn't Grandpa Tom ever come for Thanksgiving? Well, we haven't talked to your grandfather in a long time. Why not? It's hard to explain, son. And I'm honestly not even totally sure what happened. That conversation happens in some form in virtually every Christian family. It happened in mine. Listen now to my podcast series, The Grandfather Effect, as I try to piece together what happened. Download it now wherever you get your podcasts or go to moodyradio.org slash grandfather. I've been convinced for a long time about just the lack of curiosity in life that, that, that people possess. Where do you see that kind of show up in your own life? Well, what I most care about is what's called interpersonal curiosity, meaning being curious about other people. And I was teaching my students about how to have better conversations, and they would say things like, nobody asks us any personal questions. I'll go out on a date, and the guy didn't ask me one thing, or I go out with my friends, and nobody asks questions. And I said, how many of you will go home for the holidays, and your family doesn't ask you one meaningful question? So we've really lost the art of curiosity and all the research shows it's the foundation of interpersonal closeness. So if you want to intervene in the loneliness epidemic and improve your health, improve your well-being and improve your spiritual life, really you need to start with being curious and mostly about other people. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Joining us live now is Dr. Heather Holloman, is an associate teaching professor at Penn State, speaker and author of eight books, and of course, one of our featured speakers at this year's Renew Women's Conference. Welcome back to the show, Heather. Hi, I'm so excited to be with you all this morning, and I'm glad I got to meet you in person so I can picture you. Yeah, well, We had a lot of fun with you. I know, you guys are so fun, and deep respect for you all. I I learned so much about you that you have all these children, that you you were a teacher, Brian. I just, I love learning about you guys. Oh, my wife will be so excited that you remembered all that because you, you were her favorite. Oh, she had so, so much sweet. fun in so your breakout. And- <laughs> well, that's what I'm so excited to talk about is the art of conversation and how to really connect with people well over the holidays. So we've really lost the art of curiosity and all the research shows it's the foundation of interpersonal closeness. So if you want to intervene in the loneliness epidemic and improve your health, improve your well-being and improve your spiritual life, really you need to start with being curious and mostly about other people. 
You know, you mentioned loneliness and it's and it's an epidemic now. People are yearning and craving for more connection. So what do you think the lack of curiosity, what is that rooted in, especially in people who want to, to be connected? Well, there are several reasons why people are kind of failing in this area and not able to develop it as really one of the best skills you can have in life. One of it in my own life was just pure selfishness. I'll just go there. Yeah. You know, Philipp- Philippians 2 was deeply convicting because Paul says to value others above yourselves and take on their interests. He literally says in verse 4, look not to your own interests, but to the interest of others. Well, I thought to myself, how am I going to know their interests if I never ask any good questions about their life? So number one, just being selfish. Number two, a lot of people were raised in a culture where they thought maybe it's rude or nosy to ask personal questions. And the final reason is maybe they think they're going to come off as awkward or people don't like personal questions. But all the research shows that people love it when you ask them personal questions. It's how great conversations begin. And it's a way to really get outside of yourself and live a mature biblical way where you're really engaging with other people, valuing them and taking on their interests. You know, one of the challenges though, is I have a dear friend who she's been seeking, you know, deep friendship with other women. And she's become really good at asking these questions and being curious. But people get so excited when someone asks them questions about themselves that they just forget to reciprocate. And so she's exhausted afterwards. (laughs) Well, that's exactly right. So even I was doing a workshop at my church last night, and that was the number one question. They were like, well, now we're all good at this, but nobody else is going to ask us questions. Well, one thing I've been um, helping people realize is you can always tell your conversation partner something like this. You can say, I have loved asking you these questions, and I'm so excited to listen to the question you're now going to ask me. In fact, I'm really hoping you'll ask me. And then just prompt your conversation partner. Like, I really want you to ask me about, you know, this new exercise program or this new recipe, whatever it is. Sometimes you need to prompt people. You can also tell people like I've been, you know, look, I've been researching um, how to have well-being in life. And one of the number one things is curiosity and asking people good questions. Let's try this in conversation together. You can literally train your friends, your family members, your spouse how joyful it is to ask people really good questions. And the research that I did gives six pathways or six categories of questions you can ask someone. And then there's endless permutations. So you'll never get lost in a conversation again. So I love helping people in this area. Now, you you mentioned something earlier that really struck me. You asked your students how many of them will go home for the holidays and nobody will ask them personal questions or have personal conversations. What kind of response did you get? Well, it's terrible. People say, well, nobody, you know, my family and I aren't close. Nobody's asking good questions. I mean, it's rare, so rare, in fact, that when my daughter came home from her first year of college, the president of her university sent home a list to parents and said, please ask your students these questions. They are lonely. Nobody's connecting with them. And her questions were fantastic. She said, ask your college student, who was your favorite professor? Tell me about your friends. Literally training us like this huh. is how to engage with your children. I loved her for it, but I was also shocked and disappointed that a university would have to do that to help families connect. And then when you said so good, I thought it was going to be like these cr- crazy questions I ain't never heard. Your favorite professor? That's pretty basic. <laughs> oh, it's so easy. Janelle, it is so easy. But some of it is yeah. understanding what is a 
delightful question for yeah. people and how, what people like to talk about. So a lot of young people love it when you ask about their friends, about new foods they've tried. Little little girls and boys, they love to talk about their pets or you know anything they've changed in their bedroom. But a lot of people don't think about the social category or even physical spaces, asking questions that people really love to talk about. My daughter told me the best question you can ask a teenager right now is compliment them on something, their clothes, their hair, their skin, and then say, tell me how you got it that way. I need to know your whole routine. They like to talk about their routines. And I thought, okay, I would have never thought yeah. to ask that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have even noticed. I have to now look yeah, for those I things. I wouldn't say that. Like I tried it. We were at a bonfire the other night and some teen girls were there. They were on their phones. And I thought, okay, I'm never going to get a conversation with these two. But yeah. I said, you girls have beautiful hair. What What is the secret? What do you guys do? Okay, they put their phone down and I learned more yeah. about hair products yeah. than I've ever wanted to learn. So just engaging and being really curious. People will open up and you're going to have a warm and meaningful connection. But I noticed that the curiosity and even the questions that you're asking are from the other person's point of view. Like with, ki- with kids or teenagers, we always wonder, why don't they talk more? And the questions you're asking is based on what you think they want to talk about, not just like what yes. you want to know. Yes. And that's that's different. You know, I've had people where they're curious, but I'm like, well, why are you being curious? You know, what what is your goal here? And so before I begin asking any questions, I talk about the four mindsets that you need. And curiosity is only one of them. The yeah. first is you have to be, you have to really believe the best and not have any judgment in your heart. And we're really bad at that. You got to express concern for whatever someone says to you, and then you've got to share your life. And we're really bad at the at the first two. We're bad at curiosity, and we're really not good at not being suspicious and judgmental when we see someone, especially around the holiday table. Dr. Heather Holloman with us right now. She's an associate teaching professor at Penn State, speaker and author. We're really excited about her brand new book, The Six Conversations, Pathways to Connecting an Age of Isolation and Incivility. And your comments earlier, Heather, about holidays have really made me think about family gatherings here in the last few minutes, about how much is said and yet how nothing is said at all. Like we talk a lot, but I walk away having discussed the weather and stuff I already knew from Facebook. Yeah. How can I even start this holiday? Like, for example, with my father-in-law and have a good conversation with him. Well, you first of all think, okay, what do I want to know about my father-in-law that maybe I haven't asked before? And the six dimensions of being human give you six categories. You could ask social, you know, who have you been spending time with? You know, go down physical. How's how's your body doing? How have you been sleeping? And see if he wants to ask about those things. You can ask emotional, you know, how have you been feeling about certain things? Cognitive. Hey, what I don't know if you call him dad or what what you call him, but you could say what what have you been thinking about lately? That often gets a rich conversation when you you stay in the cognitive category. Huh. People like the volitional category, which is about human decision making. You can say, hey, what are your upcoming decisions, or what was kind of the hardest decision you had to make this year? We've had rich conversations with people when you ask about the volitional. One thing my husband and I are thinking about is we have a lot of conflict and different political opinions in our family. And even saying like, hey, we know we don't all agree on these issues, but what can we agree on? We're all followers of Jesus. And I really want to know what's the coolest thing God did in your life this year? Or did you did you guys see an answer to prayer? So start with figuring out the category that, that people want to 
you know, talking. And then I talk about the three fresh goals. You're always thinking, how can I encourage this person? How can I help the people who I'm talking to in their own personal growth goals? And then how can I lead us to a state of awe or marveling? All the research shows that if you do those things in conversation, you're going to have a close, warm connection that's going to be satisfying to both of you. And people say it's really a foundation for a happy life. Like the number one determining factor of a happier life is your warm connections. So that's my best advice. But just keep asking questions, share your own life, and eventually you'll get to a situation where you're encouraging, you're helping people grow. And you're talking about things that lead to worship. And when you brought up in-law, Brian, I just thought about a lot of our listeners kind of thinking, man, that's awkward after 20 years of being married. I mean, how would you not look suspicious? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do, boy, asking me all these questions? <laughs> so how do you get over, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time, just the awkwardness with this challenge with the holidays about being curious and, and really digging deep if you've never done it before? Well, one thing you can do is just be really honest. Say, look, I've been terrible at having good conversations. And I want to have a warmer connection with you guys. And I'm really curious. I want to learn this. So number one, be honest. Mm -hmm. Number two, even if people seem like put off or it's awkward, all the research shows that they love personal questions. Mm -hmm. People love it when you just say, even things like, you know, when Paul says to take on their interests, just say, I want to know what your major stressors have been or what thought is keeping you up at night? And, and if they say, whoa, that's deep. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. You could just say, well, I'm trying to change my life in this area and I want to connect with you guys. And it makes people happier. One thing oh, yeah. I care about is the health reports on the effect of chronic loneliness in the body. Yeah. People have higher cholesterol, worse immune systems. Their cortisol levels are high. Their bodies are literally breaking down because of a lack of social connection. How often do you encounter people who are just super resistant to any of this? We all have that fear, right? That there's Uncle Jimmy. He's just, he's a wall. You're not going to get through. Well, one thing is you don't have to have a warm connection with everyone, but I say keep trying. There are people that I would say are more reclusive, more reserved, and they maybe don't know that they desire or need warm connection. So with Uncle Jimmy, I might even say, you know, I've tried for a long time to ask you questions that make you want to talk. And so I just want to know what question do you wish people will ask you? Like I've had students where I cannot get a word. They, they will not talk. They will literally not say a word to me. And I asked a student that. I said, if you had to have a conversation with me, what would you want me to ask you? And after a long pause, he said, well, I really do like it when people ask me about Pokemon. I was like, okay, I would have never guessed that. That was wow. like the card game, the video game. We had a conversation for about a half hour about his love for that game. So a lot of it is just asking the right question. You know, yeah. what do people want to talk about? I'm so sure Uncle good. Jimmy has something he wants to talk about. <laughs> and and, it, and it's probably about him. So I, yeah. if I yeah. think about him first, it'll make it easier. Yeah, Great yes. stuff. Again, Dr. Heather Holloman is an associate teaching professor at Penn State. She's a speaker. She's an author. I really think this book could be a great resource for you this holiday season. As, as you heard, she, she takes the fastballs and the curveballs yeah, on conversation. Uh, it's called The Six Conversations, Pathways to Connecting in an Age of Isolation. 
and incivility. Heather, how can folks learn more about the book and get their hands on it? Well, you can always go to the Moody Publisher website, but I also have an author website. It's just heatherholloman.com. You can find the books there. I also have a lot of free resources. If you click on the image of the book, I've got a free excerpt of the first couple chapters. There's a free PDF of my 100 favorite questions to ask people. My favorite being, what is your favorite way to procrastinate? People love that question. (laughs) And so you can download those questions and you, Brian and Janelle, you're free to grab those and put them on your website. If if people, if you post the the link to this interview, they can find it. There's also a little worksheet you can tuck in your pocket if you feel lost in conversation. It gives you some guidelines of how to start and continue a conversation over the holidays. Oh, great. Uh, Again, Dr. Heather Holloman, thanks for your time. Can't wait to have you back, sister. Always good to talk to you. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much. It's always a joy talking to you. Have a great morning. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at Brian nginl.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianenginell.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week, Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.